You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 150, recorded July 25th, 2022. The topic for this episode is going to be Lucent Tales Part 1. In case you couldn't tell already, I'm your host this time. I am Elemist. Hi, I'm Orchid. Hey, Orchid. Hello. We, we, we actually have some consistency here. I cannot believe it. Also, episode 150. It's the Mewtwo episode. I know, it's Hey, I think of... Fucking Pokemon. I think of numbers in Pokemon. Like, that's that's my thing. You know how weird that is? <laughs> Very. Very. Like, you know that's weird, right? Shut up. Just as long as you're aware of the weirdness of that. Okay. Shut up. God, so okay. we've got some podcast info. Jeez. We encourage feedback that can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore at Hey, it's orchid at I underscore M underscore Elemist or at Rindel Zivas. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know about it. And you could do that by jumping into our discord. The invite is down in the episode description, but if you just want to type it out, it's discord.gg slash lore hub and if you'd like to support the podcast you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore every little bit helps and we appreciate it greatly thank you thank you finger guns oh my god you said finger guns this time look at you <laughs> uh you can also didn't even say a weird pokemon thing about it you just said finger guns normal well because there's no finger guns pokemon um, <laughs> not yet anyway I mean, there's should be like Pokemon 2,957. I mean, finger we're, guns, Topia. We're up in like the 900s at this point, but there's no finger guns yet. Um, yet. So you can also find our info on thelordnetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We're still there. Are we? Yep. Okay. You sure? Yep. Okay. For realsies? No. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> um, so this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle, Orchid. Yes. It's your 100th episode. It is. Congratulations, me. Let's go. Colon, ta-da, colon. Ta-da. <laughs> That's how you do the little, like, ta-da emote. But it doesn't do it in Google. It only does it in Discord. <laughs> also in Slack. That's how you do ta-da. <laughs> so yeah. I just like automatically do it that way. I'm like, ta-da. <laughs> so what have you been ta -da. up to lately? I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. How is it? That's that's how I that's what I do now. <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. Because I've heard good things about it, but it's a game that uh, it's it's a game that doesn't waste your time. It's a game where you can uh, focus the armor pieces that you need, 
It's a game that pretty much uh, does everything that Destiny doesn't do. It has a really good story and it's fun. Gotcha. And I have a cute little lizard girl. So I mean, like, <laughs> it's pretty neat. And the first thing I got, my friend Irish, my uh, BFF Irish, convinced me to play the game. She's been trying to convince me for years to play the game. And I finally caved because it was on sale. <laughs> and so, yeah, exactly. That's like seriously the only reason why I'm playing. She's like, it's 30% off. You should just buy it and play it. I'm like, <laughs> okay, fine. I'll buy it and play it. You've convinced me. It didn't take much convincing, to be honest. And um, the first thing she does in game is she gives me two otter pets. And I'm like, I'm sold. I'm not I'm never leaving this game. This is my <laughs> life now. So a game where I can run around with otter pets, I'm done. And also fashion is pretty much the most important thing in this game. Been here five minutes, never leaving. <laughs> Been here five minutes, learned that it's all about fashion and otters, and I'm I'm done. So, so it's literally yeah. a game for you. It's the game was made for me. Yeah. I don't know what took me so long to play it. Uh, probably the price point. Yeah, it's a monthly subscription. So I'm like, ah, ah, that hurts a little bit. But the first month is free. So if you don't like it, then you don't have to play. Except but, now it's going to cost you to keep those otters. Mm, well, you keep your stuff. <laughs> you just if you're not going to play for a month then just don't pay for it. <laughs> like your stuff still exists. It's just. You know, so I mean, like, it's just like every other like MMORPG. It's good, though. It's fun. OK. I'm having a good time. Well, and that's that's what matters. Like we get so caught up in the grind and the elitism that we forget that video games are just supposed to be entertainment. Yeah, it's a really good time. And a lot of people who are like. Final Fantasy is way better than Destiny. Like Final Fantasy is just a game and it's fun and I'm having a really good time and a bunch of my friends play it and we're all on the same server, which is kind of cool. So uh, it's it's a good time. And now you can actually like, move your character from world to world uh, and go visit other people. So I can like go visit other friends who play the game, which is pretty neat. Okay. So I'm like looking forward to that too. So, like, my friend Nem plays, so I'm going to go visit Nem. Like, Nem, Nem's a Destiny player. I don't know. Some people might know him. but Okay. So I'm going to go visit Nem when I get, like, a little bit higher. Like, looking forward to that, too. So <laughs> there's, like, a bunch of Destiny people that play. Um, I think, like, a bunch of Dojo people play also. I think they have their own, like, Final Fantasy group. So I think I'll go like play with them maybe a little bit too. It'll be fun. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh getting back to the fact that this is your hundredth episode. It is, yes. Uh-huh. That's very important. Do you, do you have any favorite memories or favorite lore books? Mm. What was your first lore book? Do you remember? Uh my first lore book doing this podcast was I was a guest. Um, on this podcast, I did Chronicon was my first lore book that I did with you guys. And that was because you had asked me what lore book I wanted to do. And 
you suggested a bunch of them and I'm like, I want to do Chronicon because it's bonkers. <laughs> and and if I and remember I that was... if I remember that conversation right, it was like, okay, so there's this lore book which is summarized like this, and then there's Chronicon, which is just fan fiction written for Callus. And, and I'm like, and you're like Callus? wait, wait, <laughs> yeah. stop right there. <laughs> this lore book was made for me. <laughs> it's Callus and it's fan fiction. Of course I want to do this one. <laughs> and it was fun. I really like Chronicon a lot. And so I was like, of course I want to do it. Um, I think I really enjoyed doing the 50th episode with you guys because I got to host it which was nerve-wracking because I'd never hosted before and I wasn't in the podcast. You guys were just like, you're going to host this episode. And we were live on Twitch. So the episode never recorded for the podcast. You, it was one of those, like, you had to be there moments, Yeah, I think. It was like you had to... It was like a get-to-know-your-hosts episode. We we had a bunch of people just sending in questions on all platforms. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. And then you guys snuck in one, like, why aren't you a host yet? And I was like, because you didn't ask me. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, we are. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dumb. It's It's been a wild ride. Yeah. It's been fun. I miss the hyphens, though. But um, you know what else this episode is? Is uh, Rindle's one-year anniversary. <laughs> All right, one year of indentured servitude. I mean, one year of working with us. Yes, um, <laughs> one year of of uh, chaining him to his desk and not appreciating him at all. Um, <laughs> not sending him any money or anything like that. Um, do we ever talk to him? Really? I don't think we did. I don't. I don't ever say anything to him. So. <sighs> yeah, cause like. I don't know. I mean, I mean. Uh, we wanted to do that, and then we just got so sidetracked by everything else that. Jeez, yeah. Just um. Yeah. Did we ever ask him? I mean, he had COVID. Do we ever? Did we ever find out if he survived? I thought I saw him post something today. <laughs> oh. Well, we should probably find out if you live. <laughs> Shit. Rindle, if you're still around, please edit this episode. I mean, congratulations. One year, buddy. <laughs> we love you. One year Just and kidding. going strong. We really appreciate you. Thank you so we much do. for sticking with us for so long. We We're do. just teasing you. Like We love you so much. Thank you. Like, honestly, like, we joke about, you know, how we, we have Rindle just slaving away in the back, but, like... We do, actually, but... <laughs> but the fact is, like, he has total creative freedom. He can make a sound as good or as bad as he wants to. But yeah, like, he has our trust completely. Yeah, like, he, he really does. He does phenomenal work, and he's he's a pleasure to work with. Yeah. For every, anybody listening, go send him a message saying that, you know, he is appreciated. Mm-hmm. At Randall Zivas on Twitter. Uh, we couldn't do it without him, honestly. So thank you for sticking with us for an entire year, buddy. 
We love you, uh, man. Thank you. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I like him a lot. I, I love you, man. You guys are weird. Just kidding. I love you. I love you, Rando. Guy love, that's all it is. Guy oh. love, he's he's <laughs> oh. God. Okay. All right. You're still here. Yeah. Epi this is my You've only not done one episode. One episode and one little lore. Or yep. two little lores. Yeah, that's true. Three. Something like that. Something like that. That's um that's a record. I mean if we're keeping keeping track. <laughs> so good job you. Pat you on the back. Do you want an award? The one episode was just because I couldn't people anymore. Yeah. Like, I was just having a rough week. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then... You know what? Do you want a rougher week? I found out that they're not making Choco Tacos anymore. What? Yeah. Yeah, buddy. What? Yeah, they, they canceled Choco Tacos. It was fucking Biden, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah. No. It was, <laughs> thanks, Obama. <laughs> thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> thanks, Obama. No more Choco Taco. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> that, that hurts. <laughs> oh. Uh, I found out on Ow. Twitter today. <laughs> I know. They're like, after so many years, they could bite a Choco Tacos. And I'm like, why? My, my, We're my in the chest is tight now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> is it? Is the world closing in on you? I'm in a spacious room that feels like it's getting tighter. Okay, well, let's talk about Solstice and maybe it'll get better. Um. I don't know if it's going to get better if we talk about <laughs> Solstice. Actually, do you know what will make it better? Huh. The armor. <laughs> it's Ow. really rough. <laughs> but like it usually is. I know. It's really pretty, but man, <laughs> dude, it's super rough. I, I still don't know how I feel about the Titan armor literally being a pun. Like, I love puns, but. How is it a pun? Because Titans are bird brains. I mean, yeah. Okay. Did I say that last week? I thought I did. You did. I did. I didn't know that was like the actual pun. That's funny. <laughs> Titans are funny. <laughs> Lol. I didn't realize. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know. I mean, the glows aren't as pretty as they've been in the past. No. We've had better armor. I just want to finish it because I want to finish it. You know? Honestly, like, I'm probably going to finish my Titan and then pick up the armor on my other two characters, but just not finish. I'm going to pick up the armor on my Hunter. I'm not even going to pick it up on my Titan. And that's fair. Yeah. It's just I I haven't been able to do the grind as much as I've previously done. Life has kind of changed. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Okay. Like, people grow and change. There's nothing wrong with that. But the actual activity is kind of fun. Like, I've enjoyed the changes that they made to the EAZ. Oh, I love the EAZ. The EAZ is so good. The only thing I'm kind of iffy about is we don't have the treasure hunt anymore. I know. I was just going to say that. Get out of my brain. 
but it's so spacious in here. Um, <laughs> wow. But go fuck yourself. <laughs> later. Uh, but <laughs> ew, no. Ew. But the thing is, like, that's both a good and bad thing because I I remember there being a ton of times that I went in match made, and we didn't even get half the treasure chests because blueberries. Right. But there were also plenty of times that I went in with a full main fire team and we had like 20 treasure chests that we all picked up. Right. So like it, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, we had really good memories trying to get all the treasure chests. And that's what I liked about it. Like that one that's down in the... Oh my God, me getting lost in the garage. Oh. Oh, getting lost in the garage. I got stuck in the garage just in general. <laughs> and it, like, I don't even know how I did it because like you can't get in there anymore. They've boarded up a bunch of places now. Oh, you can't damn. like get in the building. Damn. Have you noticed that? No, I, I have like closed off a lot of the buildings. They've like boarded up a bunch of the doors. So you have to go over the buildings now. You can't go through them like you used to be able to. I wonder if it's because of players getting stuck. I yeah, I wonder that um, they did put out a lot of the little blocks to make it easier to jump over, which is good and bad. Um, I don't I don't like how when you throw the ball like you can't do the the ball hop like you usually can. Yeah. With every other orb in Destiny. So you know how you do like the the throw jump. Jump swing, jump swing. The jump swing. So I tried to do that and then I end up like throwing the ball into the ground and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, what is this horse shit? And then I remember, oh yeah, I can't. I have to actually just run. Yeah. What? And then I, I don't I'm a warlock. I don't have like really high mobility. Like, that's not really a priority for warlocks <laughs> because mobility is a ground movement thing and not a in the air thing. Like, mobility doesn't do much, like, when your feet leave the ground. So. And see, there there were a few times that I, I was like, all right, I'm going to see what the distance is for this. And I, I was. You just huck it from halfway across the map. Yeah. Of course you did. And then all of a sudden it just explodes midair and I'm like, oh. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, damn. <laughs> so how close do you have to be then? Uh, it, it feels like it's within 50 meters. Oh, okay. So pretty close. Yeah. Hmm. Like, you can still be somewhat distant, but, like, the further away you are, the more chance you have of not hitting. Interesting. Huh. Well. Yeah. I do I do really like what the bonfire looks like. I think it's very pretty. Oh my god, it is. Like I like we talked about last week. I love all of the the grass updates. I think everything looks gorgeous. The new weapons. Can we talk about this new perk? <laughs> I kind of feel like we have to. Um Dreamwork is so broken. <laughs> <laughs> and it's broken in the funniest way and i'm like i'm not entirely certain on how it works this 
because I can only get it to work sometimes. So can you explain this to me? This is like Telesto levels broken, but in the funnest way. I've been way. trying to get it to work with Telesto. <laughs> oh my fuck. So from my understanding, like I haven't actually tested it to figure out the actual method or anything, but from my understanding of it, um, you use a weapon that has dream work in order to shoot a bunch of enemies, um, like one bullet per enemy, mm -hmm. and then you switch to the gun that you want to overload, and then your teammate kills all the enemies that you tagged. Okay. Because it's a chance that it will overload. It's not going to be a one for one, but I mean, if you have like eight or nine bullets, 10 bullets in the magazine, like that's nine chances. Right. And then I'm pretty sure like you can just reload and then do it again if needed. Huh. Okay. But yeah, it it's, it's led to some wacky things. So let's say, for example... I'm using um, something new, which is the new hand cannon. Uh, the new hand cannons are um, aggressive frame uh, 120 RPM hand cannons. And it's actually the same hand cannon as, um, what is it? Better Devils. As Better Devils. Um, I loved Better Devils. Oh, I did too. We had it. I did too. Like, I was a big Better Devils person, and I love to have it back. It has that sound that is the Better Devil sound. Yeah. And it's just like, it feels good. You know, that, that like, feel good sound. So it's great to have that back, and it actually has some, like, okay perks on it. But DreamWork actually reads as... Once per reload, assists or assisted final blows partially refill the weapon from reserves, potentially overflowing the magazine. So if I had that on, um, it's a stasis hand cannon, so it's in your primary slot. So if I'm using that and, you know, one tap a bunch of enemies, then my friend, you, mm -hmm. you know, kill the rest of them. But while you're doing that, I switch to my Telesto. In my secondary slot. Oh. And then suddenly have 20 Telesto. <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. The glitch at least. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is going to be patched soon. It's um, too bad. It's probably going to be patched like after Solstice. But like. Have fun with it while you guys can. Mm-hmm. Because it's it it leads to some broken shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's some examples that I've seen out in the wild. Um, <laughs> You were talking about Izanagi's Burden with 20 in the pack, which then reloads to one. Uh-huh. You pack 20 <laughs> bullets into one bullet. Take off half the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I love that meme. I love that TikTok. Lol. Um, let's see. Moira made last word with 40 into the last sentence. She made her, her own uh, TikTok. That was funny. Uh, someone made a Gallarhorn uh, with six in the chamber. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, I've seen a sweet business with 1100. 
<laughs> that's funny also. My God. Um, I think Rindle had 80 in his Graviton Lance. So, I mean, just go wild. Have fun. My God. 1100. Just imagine the possibilities. I think of the damage you could do. Think of the memes you could do. The eleven hundred in sweet business. Is is it awkward to say that my nipples are hard now? <laughs> yes, it's always awkward to say your nipples are hard, Elvis. <laughs> I wish to exit this conversation <laughs> with a lore but, network ad. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Thank you, please, God. The lore network. Do you have any burning questions or theories from the story of Destiny the Game? Check out our podcast, Spin Foil Theory, where we examine your burning questions about Destiny's rich history and lore. Listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher. Also check us out on our website, SpinFoilTheory.com, for articles, memes, and extra content. Okay, that made my nipples hard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we I thought the Lord Network ad would cleanse your nipples. <laughs> Why did it not do that? Because it was a good you ad. You used headstone. Oh god, you used headstone on them, didn't you? That's why they're so hard. God. It's cosmic headstone ice. Nipples. Oh. Shatter them. <laughs> Jesus. Stasis so, nipples. <laughs> So, brief intro to the topic. This uh-huh. lore book was obtained by retrieving the various collectible moths around Sabathun's throne world. <gasps> They're so cute! Uh, I think one of them was actually, like, on a lily pad that was going around a uh, a fountain. He's on a boat. <laughs> um, this book is the hive ghost equivalent of ghost stories from Forsaken. Speaking of ghost stories, you too can listen to ghost stories as put out by Destiny Lore Audiophile now on all of your podcatchers of choice. Yep. Hmm. I just thought I'd put that out there. And if you wanted You're to welcome. hear myself, Hyven, and Mrs. Hyven talk about it, that was like episodes three, four, and five of Guardians of Lore. Oh my god, that was so long ago. Right? As recorded on Mixer. <laughs> Back when we had no clue what the hell we were doing. Hey, but Ghost Stories is so good. Let's go. Oh, it is. Uh-huh. Do you want to kick us off? Man, I'm going to. Yes, I'm going to. I'm going to read this. This is. Do these even have numbers? Oh, they don't because they're just entries. Just like regular Ghost Stories. Man, Ghost Stories is so good. Ugh. This is literally the Hive Ghost Ghost Stories book. Mm, So good. Okay. I'm going to read this. Look at me being a Hive Ghost. Mm. This is Pikmin. You needn't resent my hesitation. Mine is a prejudice shared by many. Evolution's paintbrush cut within the hive a terrible anatomy rendered to elicit fear. They are loathsome things to look upon, after all. 
I speak not as some superstitious provincial afraid of the dark, but as a ghost well-versed in the language of suffering. Look at this one. They call him a knight, this sin putrefying upon a slab. Is it only brute strength that qualifies a knighthood now? I have little compassion for the universe's mockery upon chivalric ideals. In contrast, I call myself a creature of moral strength and sound reasoning, and as such, believe these traits allow me to judge so unforgivingly. But alas, I am also afflicted by a most curious and inquisitive nature. It is why, when my debased fellows departed to find unity with the hive, I found myself compelled to witness their descent. Not to share in it, of course. I doubt we share anything more than a species in the dark urge we all undoubtedly feel. Yet as I watched them, I could not deceive myself into denying the elegance of pouring the light in all its multiplex glory into these avatars of terrible intricacy. It is a sinister geometry, but not without its beauty. Gazing on them with an eye unvarnished by niceties, one can see that a fiendish purity of purpose drives them. They spill confidence like a vintner drunk on his own reserves. Such a shame that this purity and confidence was leveled at the unforgivable Quintain striking at our great traveler and unraveling its works. I shudder at the ease with which my comrades ignore such a basic logic. This is the hive disciples of that unholy church which laid our creator low. They struck for its heart and shattered a roaring conflagration into ten thousand moats flickering in the wind. In their fervor, they laid midwife of a sort, two guardians, two ghosts, to me, cause and effect, legacy. Is this what my fellow ghosts see? Why it feels right? And with their foundation of logic, what is my hesitance except some provincial superstition? First off, my God. What a bitch. The word choice of this this ghost and, and like... Ugh. Yeah, like, it, it just... He's such an edgelord. Right? Like, he's very full of himself. He's, he's like, if a warlock was an edgelord, it's this guy. Like, you know, such a shame that this purity and confidence was leveled at the unforgivable Quintain striking at our great traveler and unraveling its works. Like, what the fuck is he saying? (laughs) I just want to puke a little bit. Like, I threw up a little bit in my mouth when I read that. Like, Sorry, I'm just... (laughs) It's like a ghost that the first, like, written human words that it read were a thesaurus. Yeah. So, like, he's using all his vocabulary in here. (laughs) So, I'm the kind of person as a scientist who, or at least as a scientist who holds brevity over the 
over flowery prose, I guess. Like, I prefer brevity. Yeah. Like, I understand that words have meaning, but I also think that brevity is king. And I just, if you can get your message across in as few words as possible and at in in the way that as many people that can understand it as possible it i guess if that makes sense yeah that's better than for someone to make that bullshit like i understand the idea that sometimes you just need to write something that expresses art and expresses your emotion and expresses a feeling and you can only do that with purple prose <laughs> but purple prose is something that like the actual kind of definition like as i understand it is language that is like wholly unnecessary to get your point across yeah like that guy is essentially like i have a really strong morality and i have sound reasoning and so therefore i have the ability to judge you because i am better than you and because i've judged that hive are better than guardians because like they've bested us or something i think well it, and it was at this time that we were starting to figure out that it was the traveler gifting the light to the hive mhm the the thing that that gets me is is this ghost thinks that because he has moral strength and sound reasoning that he can judge his light bearer but like that's not how the choice works i mean isn't it though after the first res sure i mean you have the the ghost stories entry about that one uh, warlord whose ghost just walked away so like right yeah they they can morally judge a guardian after the the res but upon the initial first res they all they're looking for is that spark that completes them but at the same time i mean there's nothing to say that a ghost can't judge you as a whole that a ghost can't sit there and be like, yeah, guardians are shitty. Yeah. Because I'm, I, after this season and like the last couple of seasons with guardians, guardians are shitty. Like, Oh, I agree. Like watching what guardians did to crow. Guardians are super shitty. Uh, watching what, what they did to crow watching it. Like things we've done to like other races looking at the entire witch queen campaign like the fact that we just charged oh, yeah. in gun bl guns blazing mm -hmm. to solve this this mystery but like we never bothered to ask or anything yep because what is talking something we don't do i mean granted i still would have put a bullet in sabathun but that's beside the point yeah i know but that's you <laughs> me i would have like stopped and asked but that's just me, which we've we've both been over that like in, you know, a dozen episodes at this point. Yeah. Uh, going back to the card, it's there's not much to it, honestly. I mean, yeah, when you cut out like all the superfluous words, 
it really is someone who's just like I have good morals. I've got good reasoning. I can judge you. I think it's somebody who is weak inside. Because when you feel like you have moral superiority, like usually you are weak. Or you have some sort of weakness if you have to stand on that kind of moral superiority in the in the end. Like you're making up for some sort of weakness. I'm reminded of the fact of like somebody who actually feels strongly about a, a subject or something. They're not going to feel like they have the, the high ground or that they're an expert or anything, even though they are. Right. And the ones who think that they know a ton about something are the ones who don't know shit. Right. Exactly. So like, Relating that back here, I I agree with you. You know, he says that he has, you know, a strong moral and sound reasoning. But, like, just because he says it and thinks that he does doesn't mean he does. Right. Final thoughts on the, the entry? Um, If you pause it for a second. I mean, don't pause it, but if you pause it for a second. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, like, looking at the end. Cause and effect. I'm just like, legacy. no, I'm just like, I'm looking at like all of that part gotcha. that I just highlighted. <clears throat> it's like, it's this part. They played midwife of a sort to guardians. So I think the character, the ghost thinks that they. Oh. So disciples of the unholy church, which laid our creator low, they struck for its heart and shattered a roaring conflagration into 10,000 modes. So I think what he's getting at is that they broke the traveler into all the little pieces of light that birthed the ghosts. Yeah. Cause which then they gave the light to the guardians instead of giving it to the hive. So then the hive gave because it's saying this is the hive. Uh, yeah. They struck so the for hive its heart in their fur and shattered a roaring clog conflagration into 10,000 mm -hmm. motes flickering in the wind. In their fervor, yeah. they played midwife of a sort to guardians. <laughs> so they're saying that the hive are the ones who birthed the guardians in, in a way. Yeah. And to ghosts and to, and to him. So is that what, what his fellow ghosts see that the hive birthed them? Legacy. So why it feels right. Why it feels right that he is a hive ghost and not a ghost ghost. Because with their foundation of logic, what is his hesitance except some provincial superstition? The provincial superstition being that they have to be ghosts to guardians and not to hive. And that's the only superstition he has. I'm assuming. Well, and, and superstition against the hive. Right. Because it's the hive. Right. This is the hive disciples of that unholy church, which laid our creator low. So I think that's the provincial superstition that he's talking about. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. I think we solved it. We're done. Look at us. 
podcast over. But now, like, yeah, this is this makes it sound like it's the hive that broke up the bottom of the traveler. I bet you it probably was because they've been chasing it so long. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. It's it's just yeah, this is the the closest theory that we actually have had aside from mm-hmm. Rasputin shot the traveler. Mm-hmm. I bet you it probably was them. If this is what he's saying. I say he, I don't know if it's a he, it. Well, and, and the mental gymnastics that this ghost is going through. I mean, it's not so wrong. No. But I mean, it, it's. I mean, it's just as mental gymnastics-y as any lore person goes through when reading any yeah. lore, to yeah. be honest. Like. You're not wrong. <laughs> Yeah. This feels like any Sabathun gymnastics we've ever been through. Oh, fuck. In any time we've ever fuck. done any lore. Right? Uh, yeah. But I think we I think we figured it out. Yeah. He's justifying, you know, ghosts reviving the hive because mm-hmm. the hive birthed the ghosts by attacking the traveler. Yeah, so Going back to the beginning, then you needn't resent my hesitation. So he's hesitating, rezzing this gross night, this sin putrefying upon a slab. Is it only brute strength that qualifies a knighthood now? Because he doesn't want to rez this night. And then he's saying, he's saying, look, I, this isn't even a knight. I am super immoral and I have sound reasoning and I'm judging unforgivingly, but I'm also super curious and inquisitive. And then he's like, this is why when my fellows departed to find unity with the hive, he was compelled to witness their descent. So he wasn't necessarily wanting to join the hive. He wanted to watch his friends join the hive. So I think he doesn't really want to res the hive. I think he really wants to watch his friends. Well, like, again, like, this is. This so is I think he's more of a scientist. Meant- so I think his mental gymnastics are more of like not to share in it. I doubt we share anything more than a species and the dark urge we all undoubtedly feel. So he doesn't want to witness he doesn't want to share in their descent. Right. So he doesn't want to be dark. It, th- this he just is, wants to watch it happen. This is a hive ghost that doesn't want to res a hive, but it's it's going through the mental gymnastics to make it all right. This is... Or at least that's how I'm reading it. Oh my god. Okay, do you <laughs> want to read the next one? Because that just made me real depressed. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll read the next one. Yeah, thank God. Okay. And this entry is titled 303. 303 floated in the shadows as her modest flock of ghosts scanned the ruins. For centuries, they had combed through the long-dried spatter of a fallen world, each hoping to find their prize. She always watched, knowing she would never find what she needed, just as surely as they knew they would. A joyous chime pierced the air, and the little ghost's mood sank. 
It wasn't a sound she heard often, but she recognized the melody that heralded the shrinking of her group. Elle gestured across the tumble-down intersection, where Trill chirped hollow advice to a fond wobbly guardian as the others watched on. 303 turned away and grumbled. She supposed she could just ignore them if they let her. Three! Paris bobbed, practically bouncing on her. Three! Trill's found her guardian! Come congratulate her! Anger flared, white hot. Congratulate? Are you... You know what? Fine. 303 swiveled back toward the impromptu celebration and raised her voice. Hey, Trill, congrats on abandoning us all. Three. What? I'm so happy for her. I'm not resentful at all about our fanatical devotion to dead humans. The species who couldn't even stop the darkness the first time around. Three, this isn't the time. When is the time, Paris? When are we going to start asking questions? Why did we just arbitrarily decide to dedicate ourselves to these squishy creatures forever? They aren't fit to hold the light. Three. Can't you at least be happy for us? Trill's voice was soft. Three didn't respond. This is the way we form a bigger family and serve a larger purpose. That's what it's all about. But maybe if after all this time you still can't share that with us? Elle paused. She'd often come so close to saying this, but always backed down before. Then maybe you shouldn't search with us. Three floated, letting the ultimatum settle. Fine. There was nothing more to be said after that. One by one, the rest drifted away, resuming their work. Elle hesitated for a moment. Goodbye, Three, she whispered. I do hope you find your family. 303 turned away to look up toward the night sky. The twinkling stars stared back like a million judging eyes. But she knew that gazing at those quiet spaces between them. They were her family. Wow. This is a lot different than the first one. Yeah. First, we have several ghosts instead of just one. It was kind of sad because this ghost is really excited and the other two are like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> like, well. Well, and, and relating it back to, to you know, in-game stuff, like, mm -hmm. it's like being in a raid with that one person who's played, you know, Vault of Glass three times a week yep. for seven or eight weeks straight mm -hmm. and still doesn't have Mythic Glass. Right. But somebody goes in in their second time and, oh, hey, is this good? Exactly. It's that that you don't want to be negative to try and, and ruin their experience, but you feel that bitterness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
And I say that from having actually seen that. And it's it's hard. Ah, oh, man, really? <laughs> I I've I've had a lot of friends who hunted raid exotics and you know their fiftieth clear or their seventieth clear, and they're still hunting for it. I mean, I don't have it either, if that makes you feel better. I still have thousand voices and the number of times I've done that raid makes me really sad. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, like, it, it, this is something that I've actually seen in the real world. Yeah. And it's, it's like, how do you deal with that? You know? It's one of those things where it's hard to be happy for people that have good things happen to them. And you're just like so jealous that you want it to happen to you. But I think in this instance, they're mad because they're like, this is not good. <laughs> this is actually real bad. My dog just sneezed. <laughs> it's really loud. Oh, poor puppers. <laughs> It's all right. I used to have a dog that farted and would scare herself. Yeah. It's interesting to see the process of what ghosts go through when they find their guardians. And I like that we see that and how they interact with each other. Because I assume it's like guardians finding stuff like we talked about. Well, and, and I like the fact that they bring it back to like the backlash mm -hmm. you know it, it's they're bringing it back to that that sour bitter feeling of like i've been hunting for this but somebody else just found theirs again mm -hmm. it, it's like that that um red skull meme i guide others to a treasure i cannot myself possess yeah exactly <laughs> But it's the, I'm so happy for, I'm not resentful at all about our fanatical devotion to dead humans, the species who couldn't even stop the darkness the first time around. Like, my guy. You're really aiming real high. I'm so sorry. It's your job to help us do it. Right. Like, maybe we couldn't do it. Because you weren't there to help. Maybe you're the one that's going to do it. You ever think about that? Stepping back for a moment, the reason I specifically listed out Vex is uh, Mythoclast was because I had a teammate. Like, we had gone through regular Vogue did all the challenges. Master Vogue did all the challenges. Vex was the one thing keeping him from finishing off that seal <laughs> oh my gosh really yeah like we got done with everything in like the first 20 or 30 clears mm -hmm. and he kept going for another 30 jeez so like i can't even imagine so like i can <laughs> i can understand what 303 is feeling because I like, like like i said i've seen it I've seen the real world version of this. Yeah. I just feel bad. I feel bad that they're like, well, then maybe you just shouldn't be with us. Like, go fuck yourself. And like, well, I mean, like, I, 
I mean, like, when do you say enough is enough to your friends if they're just like bringing the mood down? Like, I don't know where that line is sometimes. Right. And and like, I mean, when do you say when do you say, OK, fine, bye. Like, where is that? It's different for everybody. It's hard. But the thing is, like, judging by the interaction, mm-hmm. this isn't the first time 303 has done that. The rest of the group is like, OK, you know what? We understand you're upset. All right. How many times have they done that, though? Right. Right. You know, it it boils down to how many outbursts of just pure anger can you deal with before you're just like, you know what? The group doesn't need you. Exactly. I mean, we don't know, like, how many times they've gone through the same conversation either. Right. Because uh, it, it said up there, Elle paused. She'd often come so close to saying this, but always back down before. Mm-hmm. So, like, they've rehearsed this before. Right. <laughs> you know, they've they've gone almost word for word. So, it, I, I just, finding that balance is difficult. Yeah. And being, being like that with your friends, it's hard. Oh, gosh. Making me give me anxiety. I'm like, but the thing is, at the very end, three hundred three actually realizes her mistake because you know. But she knew then, gazing at those quiet spaces between them, they were her family. Yes. Yes. And she pushed them all away. Yeah. So, like, after the dust settled, she realized this was a mistake. Yeah, it's tough. So, folks. Keep your anger in check. <laughs> eh. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, man. Like, who knows? Sometimes, you know. Okay, I'm going to read this next one. Okay. Okay. This is Krill. Type. Private medical log. Parties. One, ghost type. Designate Krill. Associations. Light. Lucent Hive. Text. Decrypted. Transcript follows. Ubartu Anna blames me. Naturally. He insisted on naming me Krill in our first exchange because he claims I am as small and useless as the weak pests that the hive evolved from. Cruelty and suspicion are in his nature, but it makes for a poor physician. Still, poison is a logical, if ignorant, hypothesis for the condition. Patients report various symptoms, mood swings, headache, insomnia. Primary symptom remains the growths. I hesitate to call them tumors. No signs of metastasization. One must be precise in terminology, after all. After some clumsy exploratory surgery on my inner workings, Ubertuana seems content I am not some Trojan horse. Wouldn't that be ironic? Ghosts sent to reclaim the hive from death only to wipe them out by dispersing pathogenic specks rather than life. As I said, ignorant. Biopsy in a dozen growths, no clear results. The mass is within our primitive, protoplasmic, little more than interstitial fluid and proteolytic amino acids. Primordial soup, as the humans say, 
no sign of infection, but curiously, the lining of these cysts, for lack of a better term, seem to be saturated with immune cells. Further biopsies will be needed. <laughs> Wondrous developments. Biopsy 37 yielded aggressive results. Appears to cyst to discover not fluid, but life. A winged arthropod attacked me, defending its host, I estimate. Little of its body remained upon destruction, but it seems to be more energy construct than flesh. I plan to take the next specimen alive for vivisection. Confirmed. The winged arthropods, despite their energy structure, also contain hive cells. I theorize hive physiology unaccustomed to light exposure is attempting to isolate it like an infection. Light, structured as it is, organizes the discarded sebum within and forges it into imaginal cells, kickstarting a sort of hollow metabolism. It's incredible. The hive's own bodies transform light into a parasite. What a wondrous adaptation. They are commending Ubartuana for his discovery. Thus now I perceive the true poetry in my name. Everything about him of value comes from me. Damn. Like, it's... Science! It sounded like they both were just experimenting on each other. Cool. That was brutal to read. Like, absolutely brutal. <laughs> Yeah. You read it beautifully, though. You did not help me. <laughs> did you think I was going to? Yes. I know. <laughs> My sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is really interesting. Um, we have the idea of, like, how the little um, explodey hive moths yep. form now. Which is really cool. They form in like tiny cysts and then just explode out of them. Which sounds painful as fuck, actually. Well, and, and, and what gets me is the fact that I think it was a game mechanic first, like in development. And then they were like, all right, we need a reason to explain this. Because like this entire entry is dealing with explaining what those explodey moths are. I love that they've made a mechanic into lore and it's not they made lore into a mechanic. Yeah. And they've actually like made like an entire entry for it. And it's really neat that they did that. I think it's very cool. Like very cool. It's something that you don't see very often. No, it really isn't. I honestly can't think off the top of my head as to what the other times were. Uh, the, if people the only ones I can think of are um, dealing with the fanatic. Oh yeah, right. Explaining why we keep rerunning that strike. Uh. <laughs> and then the the dreaming city cycle. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, explaining why we keep doing the missions over and over again. Like mm -hmm. there are mm -hmm. these small bits that are actually explained in lore because game mechanic. And I, I like that. It's 100% something that, that they don't have to do, but I appreciate the fact that they did. 
I like this entry a lot. It's um very sciencey. <laughs> Is it? I of course I, Yes. <laughs> it's very sciencey. It's not the kind of science I do. It's very sciencey though. Sits are super painful though. The that like gives me the heebie jeebies. And, and like what are some of the words that they used? don't make me say them again (laughs) it was hard enough the first time like i struggled so hard on metastasization i think i still said it wrong (laughs) i had to like rewrite it in the notes (laughs) after listening to it on youtube i'm i'm a bunch of time in the final one that you said, you said it confident enough. Nobody's going to pick up that you said it wrong or, or right. They're just going to be like, oh, yeah, sciencey word. Moving on. Sciencey <laughs> word. Oh, I said it wrong so many times. <laughs> Jesus. So bad. You did a good job. Uh, oh, God. But I love science shit that they put in these. And these are written like lab notes are written. Like, this is how I write my lab notes. Where it's literally finding one blurb, finding two blurb. Yeah. Like biopsy to dozen growths, no clear results. The masses within are primitive protoplasmic. Yeah. Like my my grad school notes are like that. Like very short sentences, like very much to the point. And and when you compare like notes in the margins, and when you compare this entry to the last one that you read, it's a clear difference between the two. Like one is actually a scientist, whereas the other one seemed more like a philosopher. Hmm. Yeah, it really is. Like the difference is very stark. Yeah, but like. That that also goes back to the idea that no two ghosts are similar. Yeah. I never thought of ghosts as being scientists. Did you? Uh, in a way. At the very least, I saw them as, like, recorders. Like, tape recorders. But... I never thought of them as being, like, actual physicians, though. Well, I mean, when you stop and realize that they heal their their charge but like i know but i like yeah but this is like a physician ghost <laughs> and i i understand like ghosts being like strategicians str- words are hard strategician god words are so hard today like i was out in the sun strategic planners that is different than strategicians strategicians people who do strategy that is strategic planners are different because i do strategic planning (laughs) it's not the same oh my fucking god both of you the word is strategist planners of strategy sure okay (laughs) military strategy people there's difference between like that kind of strategy and then like philosophers and then like you know icor is annoying ghosts um and i don't know like 
I'm just trying to think of like Ikora's ghost is like a deep thinker versus Saladin's ghost. Isaira. Who wants to get him stabbed by a tree versus, you know, Zavala's ghost. Whose name is Tarj. Which um, I think is like kind of more emotional and thoughtful and yeah. like grounds him versus um, St. 14's ghost. Oh, Geppetto. Which is, is still different. Yeah. We haven't like heard from her in forever. And um, I mean, then there's Sagira, you know, like they're all like super different. And then there's ours. But like, I never thought of any of them as. And then there's our flashlight. So unfortunate. Um, (laughs) But like, I never thought of any of them as having like jobs, jobs like this feels like a job job. You know. This feels different. This is this is just I appreciate this one because it just it expands the idea of what ghosts are capable of to me. And like what their specific roles are. Yeah. Yeah. So it just it widens the whole role and idea of ghosts. And I appreciate that greatly, even if it's like a hive ghost, it still is a ghost. So I think it's neat. Absolutely. Read the next one. You lock. I don't even. What are these words? God, enjoy your words. Right. So this entry is titled You Lock. Rise again, Luzaku. Ayat. Rise and take back the logic this heretic won in your death. Yes, arm yourself and lay low the guardian scourge. The false inheritor of the light has grown fat on your weakness. To whittle him thin is to make yourself strong. Yes, he lies broken just as the gift mast. But be wary. Yes, there, his ghost awakens him again, and your victory is soured. Mind the bullets. Bathe in the metal rain and be cleansed, not drowned. Lift up your shredder. It is your tutor in studying the shape of your foe, Ayat. Again, he lies in ruin, and you learned well your lesson. Yes, seizing the ghost. The logic from this kill will make you strong. With this ghost... You crush not only the foe before you, but every foe he could have been. It is the whole worth of him in your hand. Gaze upon it. Yes, see how it trembles, so fragile. Hear it describe you in your victory. Take it now in this moment of ultimate truth. Grow drunk on victory and in revelry. Know the worth of this thing. Crush the ghost. Why do you linger, Luzaku? What is there to learn with your eyes that you will not learn with your fist? Do you not wish to be something real? Something that lasts forever? Why do you look to me? Children are curious. 
Humans are curious, but Hive are strong. Your understanding comes in vanquishing the thing. So do it! No, it's free! This is what your speculating has wrought, Luzaku. You have failed, and now the tides of the universe will erode you into meaningless dust. All that you could have become has slipped through your fumbling fingers. The Guardian will return, flush and hungry from his death, and then... Then you will be dead, Ayat. No, you will be dead, Ayat. Ayata. <laughs> You'll be dead. Jeez, this is just a lot of hive nonsense. Can you help with this? You know how I'm um, not good at sword logic. So this is a hive ghost talking to his charge. His light bearer. Okay. And he's telling right, right, right. he's telling the hive light bearer to crush the guardian ghost. Jeez. And the high light bearer kind of just looked at it and it was like, why would I crush it? It's like you. Right. And then it revived its guardian. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I think it's interesting um, that the ghost has gone like full native. Yeah. And like he's out for blood too like all the yeah i mean i don't blame him because we're just the crushing ghosts left and right uh, yeah it, it's it's similar ideas of like warlord ghosts mm -hmm. because you know actual light bearers went around killing other light bearers ghosts back in the dark ages like that was the surefire way to kill a light bearer. So like it, it's the same idea here. And I'm I'm mostly thinking of freaking Felwinter. Oh yeah. I mean that's a good one to think of. I think it's um like looking at all of these, it's interesting to me that the hive didn't crush the ghost immediately and was curious and stopped. I think it's another point in the favor of the hive and we should have stopped and talked to them. I'm wondering how much of that was more of just the hive having not confusion. Yeah. Like the hive got a hold of this ghost and was like, it looks like you. Right. Cause like we had that moment in the campaign. Yeah, we did. The first time we, we held it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do it. We talked about this the first time we did it. Right. When we talked about the campaign. And after I did it, because I didn't want to when I played the campaign. And I sat there and, like, cried after I did it because I didn't want to. And the game, like, forces you to do it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's going to be an endless fight. Yeah. I still think there are better ways to do it without crushing ghosts. But I mean, when there's ghosts like this, like, I don't know if there's uh, ways to fix that. And also, I mean, ghosts have free will. Yeah. 
I don't agree with re-education if this is what he believes. I mean, like, it's, to me, it's wrong, but to him, it's not. So, I mean, like, where do you draw that line of, like, free will? Because, like, it's, like, literally a religion, like. Right, it's a death cult. Yeah, sword, sword logic is a religion. Like, where do you draw the line? Saying, it, like, your religion is wrong. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a religious take on extreme Darwinism. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. And, and, I, and that's exactly it. Like, where exactly, how exactly do you go about saying your religion's wrong? And I mean, and for the most, a lot of people would be fine with it. Well, and, and for the most part, like, part of their religion is you know, the, the throne worlds or, you know, growing stronger by killing. And they've seen how that works. So, yeah, like, it uh, it boils down to proving the smaller pieces of it to prove the whole. Right. I don't know. It just seems like, it just seems really gray area to me. <laughs> like, it's wrong, but like where's the line of like how wrong it is because to me it's like okay if your religion's not hurting people but it is because like people are dying for it so at the same time like you're allowed to believe it but to what point can you believe it until it's wrong i mean exactly those are real big questions that i am i am not <laughs> equipped to answer right. any of those right and and like all of these are hypothetical like how do you handle that kind of situation? Exactly. Knowing that this this one is wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because. Like, this is different. This isn't like a real world right. thing. This is a video right. game. <laughs> like, not the same. We, we just needed to get that out there quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to read this next one because I need to read the next one. And this is our last one. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we're totally splitting it up. You can't get the next one until the next one. So that's just how we're doing it. This is Finch one. You gotta understand, none of us came here thinking grand schemes. None of us. There was, there was this urge, you know? So we followed it, only to step into a world remaking itself. The light just thrashing away at the darkness, pounding away. Mountains sloshing into seas like sugar in the rain. A hive-thrown world remade. On a whim. I'm not what you'd call a believer. Not after the Red War. Not after the Tangled Shore. Not after a lifetime of never mattering just because I wasn't half of something else's whole. But that... That made me feel again. And then I saw him. What was left of him? Lying there. Just this corpse. Dead, maybe. Oh, a hundred years. It's my night. I look, and I know he's mine. Like, hearing a song for the first time. And it's already stuck in your head. And in that moment, I think something. Something good in me died. In 22 in Kamasi in Marseille, they're all raising their partners. High of light bearers, every last one. You'd think it'd be impossible, but sure enough, all standing there, 
Ely, Closet, Hatcher. Everyone's finding their purpose. There's Hive to the left of me, Hive to the right. I'm buried in them. And the whole time, every ghost I ever knew is shouting, telling me, this is a traveler's plan. Who are you to question it? And I thought, maybe they're right? I mean, I could see the light scouring a whole world right in front of me. Maybe this was some kind of turning point for the hive, knowing your creator chose you to remake an entire species. Oh, you'd make bad choices too. So I shared my light. You wouldn't. A couple hundred of your closest friends bearing down on you, and a hive shredder waiting if you say no? I shared. I reached into him, touched something deep. And what he offered back, it wasn't light or dark. It was cold. It was wrong. And I knew it would fill up whatever empty cracks in me the light left behind. And I chose to make it a part of me. To be half of his whole. And I chose to share my soul with a monster. And the thing is, you can't just be part monster. So, right away, Finch realizes that this is wrong. Yeah. Finch is straight up like, this is bullshit. <laughs> and, and like, that's some strong words being used there. You know, I chose to share my soul with a monster. And the thing is, you can't mm-hmm. just be part monster. Like, that's... He realizes what's going on and what's wrong with this. Mm-hmm. And he... I don't know, like, maybe part of it was the peer pressure. Oh, absolutely. Because he's like, well, everyone else is doing it, so I might as well do it, too. And, like... The mom part of me is like, if everyone else jumped off a cliff, would you do it too? And well, like he's like, yep, <laughs> like of course I would. This and and I this is a very bad comparison. You know, it, it says a couple hundred of your closest friends bearing down on you, and a hive shredder waiting if you say no. So like, this is somebody handing him. A, a cup of Kool-Aid and saying drink and you've got hundreds of people just staring at staring you down and you've got somebody with a gun pointed at you saying you better drink so like I mean if you don't drink you're going to die he chose life yeah so I I, I can't fault him for it. And, I mean, we do see what happened to his light bearer in-game. Like, it is just a puddle of pieces right next to him in the throne world. He realizes it's a bad thing to do. He didn't want to do it, but was severely pressured to do it. And he ended up just leaving his his light bearer dead now can he move away from that spot i don't see why not because he just hangs out there yeah i i assume it's because game mechanics you know we need a vendor 
but yeah, I, I suspect that we he could move away. There are probably reasons why not to, but for the most part, he could move away. Okay, so I'm interested to see what the second entry is for this because a I've not read it yet. So I have. It's actually kind of disturbing but cool kind of disturbing but cool all right well i'm gonna still not read it until next week yeah yeah i'll keep it a mystery (laughs) it's interesting that he says like this is the traveler's plan who are you to question it because everyone is saying that i'm like it's like being in It's like being in a fucking like religious group and everyone being like, it's it's the plan. All right. So I think that's it for this episode. Orchid. Yeah. Shout outs. Um, shout out to my partner. Rez. His grandfather died this past week and it's been really rough. Yeah. My condolences. Thanks. He's actually um, back in Florida right now at the funeral, and I'm here with all the pets by myself. You can handle it. So um, we're we're just all hanging out. It's 100 degrees right now, and I'm sure it's just as hot there, but humid. Um, thankfully, we don't get humidity here in Oregon, so like it's not so bad. It's just you know a dry heat is what people God. like to say. It's just a dry heat. It's still like really fucking hot, but I feel bad that I like don't know what to do for people when things like that happen. Like I'm just like very unequipped to deal with shit like this. So I'm just like, I'm sorry, pat, pat, pat. <laughs> My usual go to is hug and then get him a drink. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm just whether like whether it's whether it's hot cocoa tea or vodka yeah pretty much fortunately it's just like way too hot for any of those so i'm like here is some water (laughs) like so i'm just like yeah well sorry about your loss drink some water yeah and and honestly here if you need me i'll make myself (laughs) scarce until you need me And, and honestly that might be the best thing you can do is just tell him you know I'm here when you need to talk. Yeah, I just don't want to, like, be in the way. It's the only... I just hate being in the way. You know? I I know how you feel. I don't like being underfoot. Yeah, I don't like being underfoot. I I know how you feel. Um, Yeah. But that that might be the best thing you can do is just let them know that, you know, process, grieve, and I'm going to be here when you want to talk. Yeah, I'm really bad with dealing with other people's emotions. Like, I don't read other people's emotions very well. So I'm just like, ah, panic. So I just kind of like do my best and like say like, hi, I'm here. Smile. I try to smile. I just don't know what to do. So just try to like be here. That's all I can do. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Shout out to you. Also, thank you for putting up with me for a hundred episodes 
and also for many years before that because I've known you for a very long time. So, absolutely, thank you. Yeah, and the Hyvens as well. So shout out to the Hyvens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you? Shout out to my partner. We had a, a good weekend, and and that's part of the reason why we're recording this on a Monday night instead of Sunday because I just did not look at my phone <laughs> like at all until Sunday night. And it was like, Oh, right. Recording crap. And, and on, I mean, that's good, right? It, it is. But at the same time, it's like, Oh, right. I have other responsibilities that I need to actually do online. And by that same token, you know, shout out to you. Thank you for for accommodate accommodating me there. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to. And shout out to Rindle, who is just watching our chat. Oh, poor Rindle. We said some things in that chat while we were recording. Mainly you were just dropping a bunch of memes when I'm trying to like be serious and like read stuff. And you're gonna have to edit all of that out because, totally like, I worth can't it. read and look at memes at the same time. Totally worth I it. I can't do it. It's not fair. I can't read and and meme at the, <laughs> concurrently. Meme currently can't do that. Totally worth it. <laughs> Ugh, you're the worst. I know. Take my shout out back. <laughs> so this is the part of the episode we like to give special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zivas. You can find him on Twitter at Rindle Zivas. Sometimes. The artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B on Twitter. That's at Volshock B. The music in this episode is copyright Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. And they're willing to go to bat for us. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. And final reminders. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at heyitsorchid, at I underscore am underscore Elemist and at Rindel Zivas. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know about it. Uh, and you can do that by jumping into our Discord. The invite is down in the episode description, but if you want to type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we appreciate it tremendously. Thank you. Thank you. Finger guns. Yes, thank you, finger guns. <laughs> so, Orchid. Say goodbye, Elmist. Goodbye, Elmist. No, I'm good to. <laughs> Got you. Something, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to do it this time properly. Bump, bump, bump. Otters. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you for a hundred episodes. Oh. I hope I get to do a hundred more. Oh God. I know. Strap in, chuckle fucks. What have I done to myself? Uh-huh. <laughs> Love you. Thank you. I appreciate all of you so much. This is Pikmin. You needn't resent my hesitation. Mine is a prejudice shared by many. Evolution's paintbrush cut within the hive, a terrible anatomy rendered to elicit fear. They are loathsome things to look upon, after all. I speak not as some superstitious provincial afraid of the dark, but as a ghost well-versed in the language of suffering. Look at this one. They call him a- Fuck, Toki. <laughs> Can't. He's just doing I don't, like gremlin shit right now. <laughs> I don't think they wrote that. They didn't. <laughs> Toki's just rewriting the book. Toki, get off the thing. I swear to fuck, cat. This is not your time. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing a lore. <laughs> they call him Fuck Toki. <laughs> they call him Fuck Toki. <laughs> Gremlin of the night. <laughs> Toki, I can't. They call him Toki God. I know. You think you're so famous. And you are. You'd be correct. Okay. Oh, away. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Okay, can you not get into the Ikea bags? They make noise. <laughs> God damn it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna lock you in a room, I swear. You're good. They spill confidence like a vintner drunk on its own reserves. Such a shame that this purity and confidence was leveled at the unforgivable Quintain striking at our great traveler and unveil and God, this guy is such a prick. God, listen to him just jacking off with his own words. Right. Ugh. Purple prose bullshit. Patients report various symptoms, mood swings, headache, insomnia. Primary symptom remains the growths. I hesitate to call them tumors. No signs of metatization. Metatis. Are you? Metastasization. I'm a scientist. No. Metastasization. But I decided to care to read the world like a Google read it to me. Read it to me, Google. <laughs> oh my god. Google Read it to it's me. It's metastasis a word. Why is that one how to pronounce no. metastasis? 
Not even close. Well done. No. Seriously, how do neither of you chuckle fucks know it's pronounced? Metastasize. Oh. Yes. Metastasization. Metastasization. Play. Yes. That's how you pronounce an orchid. Metastasization. (laughs) Words are hard. Metastasization. I got it. Nailed it. <laughs> Word. <laughs> I'm a doctor, the way. <laughs> Not that kind of doctor. No signs of meditation. I can't predict. Med. Metastasization. 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 <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. You. Metastasization. There we go. Okay, I got this. Primary symptom or may I god damn it. <laughs> Shut up, hey. reading her chat. Jesus Christ. You're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> flashlight. Yeah, our ghost is a flashlight. <laughs> it just jacks us off all day, every day. I just, I love Frindle's reaction. Uh, <laughs> oh, that gif was perfect. Oh, Oh, I'm actually crying. (laughs) Of course you are. It's you. Of course you're crying. 